0: This episode is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free, so you don't have to worry about monthly hosting fees. It has built-in creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Or you can record and edit using your favorite audio recording software and upload it straight to Anchor. Anchor will also distribute your podcast, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox... You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and Anchor will even match you with advertisers as your audience grows. So if you're interested in starting your own podcast, Anchor is a pretty great place to start. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's ancho rfm to get started. like a series of facebook memories of me being like got to episode like some ridiculous number of episodes and my friend becky responding with today what is wrong with you Hi, You're listening to Two Leaves in a Trenchcoat. I'm Suzanne. And I'm Madison. And today I wanted to talk about Detective Conan because Huzzah. I bring it up at least once an episode. So I figured, why don't I talk about this thing that apparently I can't shut up about? Oh, I'm so excited. I will <laughs> learn a thing today. <laughs> <laughs> so, aside from me bringing it up every episode, Madison, what do you know about Detective Conan?
1: He's a little boy, and he solves crimes slash murders, maybe. I don't know how dark it goes, but I know that he's a little (laughs) boy, and that's literally it. It
0: doesn't go that dark. Like, they kind of censored the blood a little bit, but there's, like, a lot of murder for a family show. So, my intro to Detective Conan is I saw a screenshot of... It was actually a photo set on Tumblr, mm-hmm. and it was, like, a couple screenshots from an episode of what looked like some 90s anime I'd never seen, and it was, like, this man with a mustache and a huge coat, and he had tiny child hands, because I guess there was, like, a child behind him, like, pretending that those were his hands. Oh my god. And all the comments on the post were very confused, and they were like, what is this? And someone... Some cultured stranger showed up and was like, this is a show called Detective Conan. And it's about a 16-year-old who got shrunk into a child's body and solves crimes by pretending to be an old man. And I was like, huh? Years passed. And then eventually, I realized that for some reason, I really wanted to watch something excessively long, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't get interested enough in One Piece Please do not crucify me for this. I'm so sorry. I
1: mean, I we, we've we said, we're, what, only seven episodes in? And we've already said <laughs> more hot takes that we will probably get canceled <laughs> for than anything. But, like, come on. Half of the Tumblr kitties won't even, like, will not interact with us because I'm, 90% of their do not interact because I'm a fucking homestuck. <laughs> so, like, what else could we get canceled for?
0: That sounds like a challenge.
1: I mean, wait until we start <laughs> talking about how people's waifus are trash,
0: so. Oh, boy. Um. So, yeah, I couldn't get into One Piece. Valid. <laughs> I watched, like, seven episodes, and I think that it's one of those things where you just kind of have to keep watching it, I guess, to understand what's going on. But I think the combination of, like, not really being into it and the sheer number of episodes that I just gave up. But for some reason, I saw, at this point, there are about 780 episodes, I want to say, of Detective Conan. Oh my god. And I remember, I think I kept threatening it. No, I went to my friend Becky and was like, what have I watched Detective Conan? And she was like, Suzanne, what is wrong with you? (laughs) There's like a series of Facebook memories of me being like, got to episode like some ridiculous number of episodes and my friend becky responding with suzanne what is wrong with you
1: incredible can we have becky on the podcast at some (laughs) point to to
0: judge us
1: profusely i would love that
0: (laughs) it would be great um it took me about two years to catch up (laughs) woof legit i i didn't really watch anything else i just watched episodes of detective conan that's like, 90% of the reason why I stopped watching multiple shows a season, because mm. Detective Conan took up so much of my time.
1: I mean, fair and valid. <laughs> uh, fair and valid.
0: The thing is, though, I 100% did not need to watch every single episode, because a lot of it is... Filler? Is there a lot of filler? i bet. <laughs> a lot of it's filler. A lot of it is... Like, even if they are based on the manga... It's not always, like, plot forwarding. Okay. So I could have just followed a guide and watched the most important episodes. But no, I watched every single one up to, uh, right now, uh, as of this recording, up to episode 1001. Hey! So, (laughs) yeah, when I caught up, it was still in the 700s, I think. And Mm -hmm. every so often, I'll kind of forget about it and then catch up again because now the episode now i'm at the point where i'm just waiting for weekly episodes it's not like a race
1: yeah but because you're not constantly losing ground
0: yeah i think the thing that made me like it so much is that it's not really like an intense show there is some very important plot stuff that happens Mm -hmm. and it's super interesting but i think i just like the comfort of Uh, every time I turn it on, I know what to expect. It's kind of like why people watch The Office over and over again and just stick it on in the background. Comfort show. Like, it's just... Yeah. It's kind of hard to have it as a comfort show because I think the first, like, 40 episodes are on Crunchyroll, but there's, like, a solid middle section where you have to start chasing. Oh, no. Which I will get into. But some background. It is written and illustrated by Gosho Ayama. Serialized in Weekly Shonen Sunday, which is a magazine published by Shogakukan. It actually started serializing from Weekly Shonen Sunday's fifth issue.
1: Oh, wow. So
0: it's been there almost since the beginning and hasn't ended.
1: When was it first published?
0: 1994.
1: I'm upset that it's older than me <laughs> by a year. <laughs> How dare. It's older
0: than me by a year.
1: How dare.
0: <laughs> we're going to get a combo of people who are like, you guys are babies and yeah. that's an old ass manga.
1: And then the other half, are going to be like, ew, you're old. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, the manga has been sold in 25 countries. The anime has been broadcast in 40 in English, Dutch, Vietnamese, Chinese, and a bunch of other languages. I think Arabic also. As of March 2021, there are 90 volumes and over 1,070 chapters.
1: Holy crap.
0: <laughs> Not all of those are published in English yet, but mm-hmm. it is licensed by Viz Media. So hopefully they have plans to do all of that, but it is currently licensed and being translated. Nice. It's also the fifth best-selling manga of all time. It's sold roughly 230 million copies. So the top 5 are One Piece, Dragon Ball, Gogo 13, which has been running since
1: 1968. Gogo 13 is still going?
0: Yo. Yes. I assume it's been on hiatus a bunch of times cuz it doesn't have yeah. as many chapters as you think it would for being on for so long, but it has been running since 1968. God. Dang. So Gogo 13 is third, Naruto, and then Detective Conan is fifth. My boy! (laughs) (laughs) Interestingly, the first top-selling shoujo manga, it's like into the 20s before you get to the top-selling shoujo manga. At 61 million copies, is Boys Over Flowers. Huh. Yeah. But I just thought it was interesting that, especially after doing that episode about Shonen and Shojo Manga, that Shoujo manga is so outshone by Shonen.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's honestly not surprising. Yeah. Because even though it's technically like geared towards the quote unquote masculine market, like more girls read Shonen than boys read Shoujo. So
0: mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate because there's a lot of good shoujo out there, but I already ranted about this in that past episode, <laughs> so. So, now that I've gone through, like, ten minutes of talking about the series and not what it's about.
1: Hell yeah, lay it on me.
0: <laughs> so, the story follows Kudo Shinichi, who is 16. He's the son of a famous mystery novelist and an actress. Um, he's sort of famous... At the start of the story, in the Tokyo police department for solving difficult crimes, he's kind of like how Sherlock will just show up and solve stuff, even if the police don't oh want him there.
1: Oh my god, all of the police are like, who is this sassy lost child? <laughs> Why is he here?
0: They're like, is this is this Kudo's kid? Like, wh- what is he? what is he doing here? Leave. <laughs> <laughs> he is well-known enough to end up in the paper after solving, like, especially important cases. So he's, like, sort of famous. Like, his classmates know that he's the kid who, if they see a story in the news about some mystery or whatever, they'll know who Kudo is, and they know that, like, oh, he's he's the guy that they mention in this. Mm-hmm. But the story starts one day. He's on a date with his childhood sweetheart, Mori Ran, and he spots two shady men in trench coats. And because he... Is morbidly curious and doesn't know what's good for him. He's like, Ron, hold on a second. I'll be right back. He doesn't come back. I mean, mood.
1: (laughs) Relatable content.
0: He gets caught. They try to poison him because he stumbles across them doing something very illegal. And they're like, You weren't here. So they poison him and leave him to die. But instead of dying, he wakes up as his 10 year old self.
1: Oh my god, he technically qualifies as a magical girl. (laughs) <laughs> he has a transformation
0: he does actually occasionally transform back into his teenage self but it's like it's through like occasionally they'll figure out a way to like temporarily put him in his teenage body um and it's very like <laughs> it's like a special event when it happens
1: oh my god you heard it here folks detective cone and <laughs> magical boy <laughs>
0: So basically, his neighbor is a professor, Professor Hakase, who is an inventor. And he pretty much like stumbles over to Professor Hakase's house and is like, You gotta help me out, ma'am. And at- by the time he gets there, Rana's like, Where the heck is Shinichi? He's been gone for hours. He hasn't texted me. I mean, I guess it's the 90s. I don't know if they have cell phones, but like, he she can't find him anywhere. He hasn't
1: messaged me on my pager. <laughs>
0: So she shows up at Professor Hakase's house because she knows that Shinichi um, is friends with him. And at this point, Shinichi is a little boy and doesn't want Ron to know that this has (laughs) happened because he's supposed to be dead. So she shows up and is like, who is this child? And Shinichi looks at the bookshelf in Professor Hakase's office and sees a book by Edogawa Rampo and Arthur Conan Doyle. (laughs) And he says his name is Edogawa Conan.
1: Oh my god. You told me this. Was it... Did we talk about this on the Junji Ito episode? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Incredible. That's just... That's such a good name to wait. Such a good way to name a character for a mystery series. (laughs) God.
0: I feel like it's emblematic of the series of merging tradition with, I guess... Progress a little bit.
1: Progress slash outside influence?
0: Yeah. Like, east and west a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Professor Hakase is pretty much like, I can't take care of a kid. <laughs> you take care of him, Ron.
1: No, that's... <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Oh, this... I'm, I'm gonna get into the problems with the series and blatant sexism. But, Hell yeah. Yeah, so pretty much she takes him in as, I think, Hakase's nephew... And it is very convenient because Ron's father is Mori Kogoro, who is a detective who, um, isn't making much money at the time because he's not great at his job as a detective. And weirdly, when Conan shows up, he suddenly starts solving a lot of cases. Magical boy! (laughs) (laughs) So, pretty much the show' is very episodic. You like I said, you definitely do not need to watch every single episode to get the whole story. Mm-hmm. but I think the mystery format works very well as a weekly show,
1: oh, yeah, absolutely,
0: yeah. Most episodes are like crime happens. Conan is there for some reason, <laughs> like stumbles across it or whatever they They make fun of it, in some episodes are like, "How come whenever there's a murder? Conan is always <laughs> there
1: again, I deposit the theory. Magical boy.
0: <laughs> um, so the format is pretty much crime happens. Conan is there. He solves the mystery and usually knocks someone out to use their voice because he knows that people aren't going to believe him as a child. So Professor Hakase gives him this voice changing bow tie and a tranquilizer watch. So usually it's Kogoro that he knocks out and then, like, Stands behind him or hides and then uses Kogoro's voice. In the trench
1: coat with the baby yes! hands! <laughs> That's incredible!
0: <laughs> oh my god. it's, it's one, one of my favorite things is seeing how they... Seeing how Shinichi manipulates the adults in the show to do what he needs. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> he knows that adults can't resist, like, a cute kid being curious. So he'll, like, show up and be like... Oh, isn't it weird how, like, this thing is right here? And then people will be like, Conan, you're not supposed to be there. But he's just pointed to a clue. Oh, my God. Sometimes he'll, like, when forensics shows up, he'll be like, Kogoro asked me to for you to do this. But Kogoro didn't ask for that because he didn't even know <laughs> to ask. So he'll, like, do stuff like that. And he has other gadgets. Like, later on, he gets a rocket-powered skateboard. Which doesn't show up that much in the manga, but shows up pretty consistently in the movies. I think because it's just, like, a cool thing. It's big and flashy and interesting, especially for a movie. Fun to animate, I bet. Yeah. And then he also gets a belt with an inflatable football, or soccer ball, and turbocharged shoes that let him kick the footballs hard enough to knock people out. So that's his, like, weapon.
1: (laughs) What?! I'm sorry, <laughs> what? Instead of, like, something normal, like a slingshot?
0: Or- Well, you see, Shinichi is very good at soccer, so that's that's the, uh, that's the tie-in.
1: Uh, okay. Weird, really weird choice, but okay.
0: <laughs> so eventually, Conan is helping Kogoro sh- solve so many crimes that Kogoro becomes known as the sleeping detective because he's always asleep when he solves crimes. Oh my god. <laughs> I love how much of the show depends on you just, like, accepting the wildest shit. Like, of course no one's noticed that uh, he falls asleep and solves crimes in his sleep. He's he's asleep, but he's talking. This is This is <laughs> legit. Oh my god.
1: I just... I love that everyone assumes he's just fucking sleepwalking. Like, what? Incredible. God, I love anime.
0: It's very good. But, uh, yeah, Episode 1000 was a remake of Episode 11, which was an hour-long special. It was called, I think, The Moonlight Sonata Case, and they don't update it, they just pretty much remade the episode from the way it was, so Mm -hmm. everyone still has, like, they're still using tapes, there are no cell phones... People don't really know who Kogoro is at this point because it's episode 11 and he hasn't solved that many cases. Mm -hmm. But it was really cool because it's one of their most famous episodes, one of their best ones. It's an episode where people die because Shinichi doesn't get there in time. So it's an episode where he isn't 100% perfect and doesn't, he doesn't get what's going on straight away. And I think that he's fallible in that episode and that makes him a very interesting character.
1: Oh yeah. I dig that. There's, there's not often where you see like the main character be fallible in a way that like affects other people to that degree. Mm-hmm. Like in Shonen specifically, it's like, Oh, their current weaknesses they They are literally underpowered like yeah. phys- physically or magic po- or like with magic powers or freaking, you're doing the spiky hair Goku thing like they just <laughs> they don't have enough physical power to do a thing it's not so much the fault is their own on the fact that they didn't get there in time or they didn't know what was going on or they they couldn't do anything to stop it mm-hmm. like that's really interesting I, I like that a lot and I think that's sort of a, a I think that's sort of dates it, actually, because that's not something you see a whole lot of.
0: Yeah, like, even within the show, I try to think of the last time that happened, and I can't remember the last time he, like, fucked up, basically.
1: Yeah, that that feels like a much older thing than than any current anime from, like, the 2000s onward. Mm-hmm. Because I think, in, like, at least, like, the original Devilman, Devilman Crybaby, like, the main character, like, fucks up in sort of that way, too. Like, it's definitely a mark of, like, mm-hmm. an older show or, or manga.
0: Mm-hmm. The show also has this, um, I'm gonna call it Simpson Syndrome, but I'm sure other shows, plenty oh. of other shows have done this. I mean, <laughs> well, like, the characters don't age, even though it's, like, they'll upgrade things. Like, characters now will use smartphones and, like, social media oh. apps, but no one's aged, that's- no, that's
1: Simpson Syndrome, because nothing else has been running that long as a cartoon, at least in the West, in America.
0: In America, yeah. I have yeah. a list of, like, other stuff, because I got curious about other stuff that's been running. Yeah. Um, there's a show in here that's been running for a long-ass time, but I will nice. get to it.
1: But, but I think that's a fair comparison to The Simpsons, because no one has aged, and literally the only thing that has changed is the technology has gotten updated, which specifically could uh, create- The disconnect between what it was originally being a parody of, and the fact now that it's the show has become a parody of itself.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um. So, getting outside of the story a little bit, the manga, like I said, was first serialized in 1994 in Weekly Shonen Sunday. Weekly Shonen Sunday is the fourth best-selling Shonen magazine unsurprisingly number one is taken by weekly shonen jump okay i was gonna say i'm like that's the
1: only one i know because that's (laughs) maybe one of the only ones that ever got any popularity in america especially when tokyo pop was publishing
0: Mm -hmm. side note but weekly shonen sunday does not release on sundays (laughs) the creator just wanted to evoke the sense of relaxation that sunday implies
1: Okay, valid. I mean, I would argue that (laughs) Saturday is more relaxing, because Sunday you're thinking about, ah, fuck, it's Sunday, I gotta go back to work tomorrow. I would not argue that Sunday is
0: relaxing. (laughs) Well, to be fair, a lot of schools, and probably jobs, uh, schools have half days on Saturdays, so Sunday is, like, commonly the day- What?
1: What? They only get one day off a week?
0: Yeah, I what?
1: guess. So. Oh no.
0: <laughs> you sound so horrified.
1: Cause I mean, I did not have a good time in middle school or high school. That sounds like my nightmare. That sounds I would have I would have come out so much worse if I only got one <laughs> day off. For twelve years. Oh my god. But you're we're talking about tiny little tiny little man boy, Detective Conan. <laughs> with who apparently uses footballs as a weapon.
0: <laughs> yeah, if anyone wants to get on my case about using the word football, um
1: we live in America. I'm not from here, <laughs> so. I mean, and I say football because my family my immediate family is literally like first generation. They came over like my mom came over as a teenager, like with my grandma and my aunt and my uncle and my my grandpa. They still have mm-hmm. their accents. They say they say football. <laughs> because you touch the ball with your foot. It makes so much sense. I don't know why <laughs> Americans are like, oh, the game that you throw with your hands, that's football.
0: I also don't understand most American sports.
1: Listen, I don't either.
0: <laughs> so Weekly Shonen Sunday has also serialized uh no Kitaro, Runma one half at Inuasha. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh Zach Bell. Magi. They also did the manga that Hiromu Arakawa did after Fullmetal Alchemist, called Silver Spoon.
1: She did another one.
0: Did you not know about Silver Spoon? No,
1: <gasps> I'm so excited.
0: Silver Spoon is like completely different manga to FMA. It's That's literally fair. about a kid going to agriculture school.
1: Oh my god! I'm so yeah. excited. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. That sounds amazing.
0: Um, there are also two seasons of, a uh, anime out, so you can also Ooh, check that out.
1: Wonderful. I'll put that on my watch list.
0: And they also did the Darren Chan manga. That's
1: not ring any bells.
0: Okay. It might be- I don't know if Darren Chan is, like, or Cirque de Freak is a, um- Oh! Oh!
1: Okay. <sighs> Who I heard- uh, Hmm. I- Okay.
0: Sorry, they call it Darren Chan in the- like the manga series they call Darren Chan, um, right? And I think is it's known as Cirque du Freak in the U.S. Yes, that's why it's a British thing. Okay. Yeah, I because I knew it as Darren Chan.
1: I used to love it so much. I read all of the books. Oh my god, the ending was weird, but whatever. Um, I didn't know it had a manga series.
0: It was funny because like it's the like Japanese manga there's like a Japanese version of Star Wars and I think of Batman too (laughs) yeah we definitely have to talk about I think we brought this up before but we have to do an episode about Japanese manga versions of western IPs yeah um a little history on the manga uh Detective Conan was released at a time when mystery manga was becoming especially popular after the success of Kindai Chi Case Files which I don't know if you've heard of
1: that sounds, like, I gotta say, it sounds vaguely familiar. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because, like, I was super interested in all kinds of, like, mystery media at some point, but I, I don't think I've ever seen it or read it, but I it feels like I've heard it.
0: It's also been licensed in English, so that's probably why it's vaguely familiar. Okay. But Aoyama cites Arsene Lupin, Sherlock Holmes, <gasps> and Akira Kurosawa's Samurai films as inspiration. Ooh,
1: yeah. Okay we, we do gotta do a a, a loop on the third episode, mm-hmm. I think. I always say Lupin and I know it's not Lupin, but it's spelled Lupin.
0: <laughs> yeah, my uh like two hot seconds of actually paying attention to French class really came out for that one Woof. <laughs> 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 it's funny to me that he says he spends four hours on most cases and then 12 on the most complicated ones. It's a weekly manga, so like it's re- like the whole manga creation system is very intensive. But the fact mm-hmm. that he only spends four hours on each case is what are you What are you doing with the rest of your day? Because I know that like <sighs> I mean, I assume like planning, drawing, and stuff. But like yeah. from inception to like creating what the case is going to be and how it's going to be solved takes him four hours, and then wow. he spends about twelve on the complicated ones. Wow, I want to see what his, like, I want to see what this author's week
1: looks like. Because I yeah. know that the the grind when a manga is actively being published is insane.
0: Like, mm-hmm. you don't
1: do anything. You wake up, you work on the manga, you go to sleep. For mm-hmm. as long as you are actively publishing.
0: Mm-hmm. And, like, you'll have assistants, but it's still very intensive. Yeah. People... Um, joke about how hunter hunter is constantly on hiatus but it's because the manga pretty much refuses to have assistants run the series and he also (laughs) has like a a chronic illness so that's why it's on hiatus so often is that he like that's his thing and he wants Mm -hmm. to be the one to work on it so it'll just go on hiatus instead of someone else taking care of it
1: i mean that's valid
0: yeah i I appreciate it because hunter hunter is an incredible series but um Ayama also has a brother who's a scientist, so he's the one who helps him out with, like, the science he gimmicks.
1: Oh, that's that's really fun.
0: Yeah. I like that. Apparently he planned the ending for the entire series in 2007, but considering it is now 2021 and the series <laughs> is still going, <laughs> he's, he's got that one in the back pocket.
1: Wow. I mean, that's something if you can say that, yeah, I can milk this for however long I <laughs> want it to go, because I know how it's going to end. So I'll mm-hmm. get there eventually power move
0: (laughs) right and it doesn't sound like he's being pressured to keep going i think he's going because he enjoys it so much and i think that's what makes it different from something like supernatural the simpsons because the Mm -hmm. creator is still heavily involved in the series
1: yeah and he actually cares about it it sounds like
0: yeah so as far as translations goes the manga is published and translated by viz media in the us and has been since 2004 It's called Case Closed in English.
1: Yes. I recognize Case Closed more than I did Detective
0: Conan. It's called Case Closed for legal reasons. And if anyone knows what those legal reasons are, I've heard the trademark Detective Conan was owned by somebody else and that's why they didn't use it on the official announcement. Or at least on Funimation's official announcement when they licensed the anime, they said For legal reasons, we're calling it case closed, but didn't specify what those legal reasons were.
1: I wonder if it's because it's in the West, it has something to do with Arthur Conan Doyle's estate? Yeah, probably. Because, like, Sherlock Holmes is way into the public domain at this point, but, Mm -hmm. like, his actual estate and, like, holders of his name and brand may have been, like... Chotomate. Hold on a second. We're not doing this. <laughs> but also, it sounds very likely that that there may also be a, another series called like Detective Conan in in the West. Mm-hmm. That they were like, oh well, shit. Now we got to call it something else.
0: Yeah, I, I do like Case Closed as a good compromise. It's fun. It's it's like yeah. peppy. Hmm. Interestingly, there's also another English translation by Shogakukan Asia. So when. Case Closed got dubbed. They changed the names. Mm-hmm. So Kudo Shinichi is Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. it's. So-
1: <laughs> I was not expecting Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Jimmy. Okay. Got a blast. <laughs>
0: no. Ooh. So, um... The Viz Media version, they keep the dub names. Oh, and then in God. the Shogakukan Asia version, they keep the original Japanese names. But it's pretty much like... It looks extremely similar to the Viz Media translation. They just mm-hmm. kept the original Japanese names.
1: But it's another English translation?
0: Yes, but it's only available in Southeast Asia. And it's called Detective Conan there.
1: Huh. I wonder what the story behind that is.
0: There's probably like a market for english media for people to learn english that's fair yeah that's my guess and then in the uk i don't know how to pronounce this oh um g o l l a n c z oh can you copy paste that for me my brain
1: can't visualize words by the letter but if i look at it i may be able to pronounce it terribly we'll see Nope. That doesn't look <laughs> like a real word.
0: Uh, so I- I'm gonna call it
1: Golanx Limited. Yeah, Golanx. Yeah. Golance.
0: If anyone wants to tell us how badly we were butchering it and how to pronounce it properly, <laughs> you can yell at me. Um but they used Viz Media's English translation for the UK edition until they ended publication. Oh. And the manga is also localized in China, France, Germany, Indonesia. And there are a bunch of Scandinavian releases until the people publishing those slowly closed their manga divisions or just stopped publishing it altogether.
1: Wow. I'm impressed by the fact that, like, I don't know why I didn't think, like... Anime and manga as, like, a a very worldwide spread thing, besides, like, just generally being, like, oh, the West. Mm -hmm. But, boy, I did not expect manga, like, Detective Conan to be vaguely popular enough to get published in Scandinavia, of all places. (laughs) Honestly, like... Mm -hmm. I don't think I can say I've ever met, like, a Scandinavian, like, anime fan. So that's fascinating
0: yeah there's like a whole worldwide interest in manga and anime i think there are places that kind of i guess get shafted like the u.s gets so much of the attention
1: oh of course we do because we're
0: you're huge and you have a lot of money um and then once you get into like Ireland and the UK, there's still some there. And I think popularity is growing, especially with more manga ending up on Netflix. Or more anime ending up on Netflix.
1: I mean, apparently famed famed gamer YouTuber Sean McLaughlin, aka Jacksepticeye, <laughs> has watched all of Naruto at this point in this The Year of Our Lord 2021. <laughs> so I can definitely say that yes.
0: <laughs> and there are fans in... Eastern Europe, obviously, in Asia, mm-hmm. and in Africa that I think have it the worst because it's a very ignored market. God. I remember seeing tweets because I follow a lot of Kenyans, mostly so I can put my Swahili to use because it's very rusty.
1: I mean, that's valid. If you don't practice a second language, it's it starts going away a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. But I remember seeing a tweet from someone in Kenya who was like, I would willingly pay like a monthly sub fee or something to get digital manga. But they just, yeah. they can't, because there's no no way to legally access it there.
1: Yeah, that's valid. I'm sure they're in different countries in, like, Latin America, too. That's still an issue. Like, I know Mexico has it, like, the easiest, because, like, Sailor Moon was super big in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Dragon Ball Z. But I think other countries in Latin America probably have the sort of... Same struggle as, as Africans who just want to watch anime and
0: read manga. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a huge Spanish language fan base that I think gets very ignored.
1: Oh, absolutely. Of course they do. Because why do they care about the brown people's money when they can just milk America for all it's worth? Like, oh, I mean, God. also valid. Like, that's fine. <laughs> but... hmm Pay attention to your POC fans in smaller countries, because they will literally- We're
0: begging to give you money.
1: (laughs) Please remember that there are fans in non-white Western countries.
0: Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So moving on to the anime. The anime started airing in January of 1996. At this point, like I mentioned earlier, it's over a thousand episodes long. But it's only the 16th longest running anime. Really? Yes. So the top three, longest running. All of these are still going. You might recognize number one, which is Sazae-san. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, We talked about it on the... um,
1: The big three, I feel like? Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Because it still is, like, in the top of... Like, every week when it airs, it shoots straight to the top of the (laughs) ranking list. That's insane. It's at over 7,000 episodes now. It's been airing since 1969. (laughs) Nice. Sorry, I have the humor of a 14-year-old boy. Honestly, when I wrote that down, I was like, nice. Nice.
1: It's the funny sex number. Uh, I can't not say it. It's ingrained into my brain. What's number two?
0: So the second longest running anime um, is Nintama Rantaro. These next two aren't going to be recognizable probably in the West. So, Nintama Rantaro has over 2,200 episodes. It's been airing since 1993, but it's one of those short shows, so it's only 10 minutes each. It's a children's show. Okay. And then number three is Ojarumaru, 1,800 episodes, another short show, 10 minutes each, airing since 1998. Wow. For comparison, The Simpsons has almost 700 episodes and has been airing since 1989,
1: only 700?
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. I think there are much longer gaps between seasons with Western shows. That makes sense. But it's still not the longest-running animated TV show in the world. The longest-running animated TV show has been airing since 1959, since Germany had a West Germany. Holy it has yeah. over 22,000 episodes. It is called Little Sandman. It has a German name, which I'm not going to attempt. But the English translation is Little Sandman. It's a bedtime show for children.
1: Man. Little Sandman? Yeah. <gasps> Little Sandman, that's so cute! Oh it's, my it's god. It's stop motion, too. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> that sounds incredible. It yeah. sounds amazing.
0: But, like, it has over 22,000 ev- Like, it's been airing so long that it's, like, outlasted the USSR. Like, it's so... It's like it, it has to be like a staple in Germany at this point.
1: Oh my god. I wish I knew any people who were like No, I have a I have a friend in Berlin. He's from America. He's a transplant. But like I may ask him about Little Sandman. I'd be like, "Hey, do you know about this? What's what's the culture feel like about Little Sandman?" <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> it's for my anime podcast.
0: We have at least one listener from Germany. So, oh, hell if, yeah. if that's you, please let us know.
1: What's up? Please write in about Lil Sandman. Because I am so fascinated by this. Like, A, I love stop motion. I've always loved stop motion. But B, the fact that it's been going since the 50s? Yo! Mm-hmm.
0: Incredible. It's older than both of my parents.
1: <laughs> I think it. it's older than both of my parents, but I think it's... I don't think it's older than my gr- grandma... My grandma's young. She like she's not in her seventies yet on my mom's side. So it's definitely about as old as like my grandma, but like <laughs> about about maybe 10, 15 years older than my parents.
0: It's been on as long as like since it was on when Kenya was still a colony. Jesus Christ, really? <laughs> yeah, because Kenya uh, Kenya independence was 1962. Yeah, sometimes I think about the fact that, like, my dad is only, like, three years younger than, like... My grandmother has a living memory of Kenya as an English colony.
1: Holy shit. Well, here, I'm just gonna say real quick. Fuck the English monarchy. I hope it falls in my lifetime. Princess Diana is looking down on he- from heaven on her boy and his beautiful wife and their beautiful mixed grandbaby. And she's just like, fuck yeah. That's my boy.
0: Yeah. So anyway, fuck the English monarchy. Moving on to the English dub. <laughs> yeah. So, specifically with the English dub and licensing history, mm-hmm. Funimation licensed the first 52 episodes as case closed and aired it on Cartoon Network during adult, uh, no. Uh, what's Adult Swim? Uh, adult Swim is Adult Swim. Do you mean *Tsunami*,
1: which used to be in the afternoon?
0: No, no, no. This aired-
1: It aired actually on Adult Swim? Yes. Weird. I forgot that Adult Swim used to have more anime. Like, they Mm -hmm. did have a lot of anime back in, like, the early
0: 2000s. So it was Adult Swim, like, the, I guess, adult-oriented shows? Yeah,
1: adult cartoons. And I guess that that also meant, like, more adult anime, too. Because I know that Samurai Shampolo was on... Samurai Shampoo? Yeah, it was on Adult Swim... I'm sure many others that I don't remember off the top of my head. Bleach might have. Bleach might have. Yes, definitely. Cause I know Toonami aired, correct me if I'm wrong listeners, but I like, I do remember Toonami airing in the afternoon and they would have like the, the kid friendly anime and then Toonami being a part of Cartoon Network of Mm -hmm. Adult Swim at night where they would air the more hardcore stuff. Like I'm, Honestly, they probably did Cowboy Bebop. I feel like that is, like, a memory that I'm not making up in my brain. Detective Conan feels like it could have been in, like, the afternoon, though. I'm not sure why it was on Adult Swim, specifically.
0: Um, the only thing I can think of is, like, all of the murder cases, because it's kind of bleak. Like, it's not just, like, randos that get murdered sometimes. It's, like, sometimes you have enough time to get kind of attached to characters, so it's legitimately Uh... tragic when people die.
1: Okay, then yeah, that's fair. That that's why it would be on like after nine p.m. on Cartoon. I'm Network. I'm making it sound
0: a lot darker than it is, but like, that's that's the only thing I can think of. Because other than that, it's very tame. I think.
1: Yeah, like in today's age of like Cartoon Network, if if <laughs> the tsunami of the '90s and early 2000s existed today, I feel like. Detective Conan would have been in that afternoon time slot. Like, I don't Mm, feel like it would have been
0: on Adult Swim. Mm -hmm. So for the English dub, like I mentioned before, they changed the Japanese names. And that's how you got Shinichiya's Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But they were chosen with their Japanese partners. So it wasn't just them independently coming up with these names. Like, they ran them past the Japanese studio. But also, Case Closed did poorly in the U.S., Really? Yeah, the ratings were so low that they had to eventually cancel the show, which is why they only have the first... I don't think they even got to episode 52. Uh, It got cancelled before then. It was broadcast in Canada and again in the US on TV Japan. Oh. So they would rebroadcast those old episodes until Funimation lost the rights in 2018, which is why you can only find simulcast episodes on Crunchyroll from episode 754. Oh, okay. Currently, Crunchyroll also has the first 43 episodes, but you're shit out of luck for anything in the middle, pretty much. Unless you want to buy a shit ton of DVDs.
1: Ooh. Probably not if you're only, like, gonna watch it once.
0: Yeah. And also, not all of it is even... Well, I guess, if it's licensed, they probably at least release the subs, but that's a lot of DVDs. Yeah. Yeah. And then Netflix in 2018 started carrying a collection of episodes, and they called it Case Closed on there. Mm -hmm. They had episodes 748 to 799, which was a whole arc, but it's pretty far into the show. Seems like a weird choice. I think at that point, it was like the most recent full arc. Okay. But it's also like a very, like a lot happens in the actual plot during that period. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you only watched that collection, if you'd understand, like, the gravity of what was happening in during that arc. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if it's, like, one of those seasons that starts with, because every episode has an intro, but I don't know if they cover, like, the episode one intro, because the first few seasons are, like, Shinichi doing this voiceover of, like, I used to be 16, and then I got shrunk into the body of a child, and I solve crimes now. And I can't remember if, like, that section of episodes has that part of the intro, because the intro slightly changes throughout the years. Okay. But it was really cool to have that section on Netflix, because I actually watched that on Netflix, because I was at the point where I got, like, far enough that I caught up to what Netflix had, and I watched yeah. it there, because it was way easier to watch it there, and I knew that it wasn't, like, Google Translate subs.
1: Yeah. Oh. The Deadly Mole. I think about that <laughs> so often, Every ever since you told it to me. I love it. Oh,
0: God. But, yeah, for whatever reason, Netflix took down those episodes this year. Aw. So.
1: God damn it, Netflix.
0: It was on Crunchyroll, though.
1: Well, the, the first 50 in English.
0: <laughs> well, the first 50, and then everything after episode 754.
1: So. So that, oh my God, that's like 600 episodes. It's just Mm -hmm. vanished into the wind
0: pretty much like your best bet is like pretty much just find a fan sub somewhere that's if you want to watch that chunk
1: that's crazy that sucks we need to (laughs) like honestly media needs to be preserved better and like kept in one place better
0: well the thing is that like obviously japan has a record of all of these yeah the english translation is just not there um fans have filled in the gap but even yeah in there there are some episodes that just never got fan subbed either so
1: damn that sucks yeah.
0: detective conan also has a ton of spin-offs and movies currently there are 23 feature films
1: and yo. they are consistently
0: one of the highest grossing films every year in japan
1: yo <laughs> that's cool so like
0: every year a detective conan movie comes out and every year it does exceptionally well because everyone goes to see it that's awesome yeah. There are 11 OVAs. Wow. If you don't know what an OVA is, it's essentially like a uh, direct-to-video, usually standard episode length, um, but that can vary, usually bundle- bundled with the weekly magazine or with the manga release as bonus material. But they also don't have the same negative connotation as Western direct-to-video, because like, if a movie mm-hmm. comes out here and it's like, direct-to-video, it's like, oh, so it's shitty, I can skip it. Yeah. But with OVAs, they often have the production value of movies. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more money there to make them. There's not as much pressure on them because you're making a limited number of episodes, but they can also vary. Yeah. You can either have like one OVA for a show or hundreds. Like the longest OVA is Legend of the Galactic Heroes, which had over 100 episodes and it was an OVA. Wow.
1: Yeah, like the whole show could be an OVA because I know that... So Helsing has two series. It has the original, like, 2003, 2004 anime, which doesn't follow the the manga completely. And then in, like, 2011 or 12, they did, like, a nine-part OVA that follows the manga 100% to a T. And that Mm -hmm. whole series is called an OVA. So it's an interesting thing. We should talk about, like, what... OVAs are,
0: Mm-hmm. and there are ONA o- ona's now, but that's original net animation. But it's stuff that like aired originally on the web. More and more, it's oh, like okay. Netflix originals are ONAs. Oh, okay. And- Yeah, there's also a one-hour TV special crossover with Lupin the Third.
1: Yeah, I was gonna ask! (laughs) They had to have done a crossover with Lupin the Third at some point. Like, how could they have missed that opportunity otherwise? Mm -hmm.
0: Incredible. I love that. There are 20 video games for the Game Boy, DS, and PlayStation Portable. Only one has ever been translated, and it was released in Europe. 20? 20 games. (laughs)
1: What do you do? What kind of (laughs) gameplay is there?
0: What? I assume it's like, uh, like Professor Layton or uh, Ace Attorney, where you just like solve cases, I guess. But uh, I don't know. I've never played them and only one has been officially translated, so.
1: Which one was translated? Was it, was it like, was it the PSP game?
0: I don't know. I don't look it up.
1: (laughs) That's fine. You don't need to answer it. I just, it's been, it's. It's been years since I've heard that name, PSP. Case closed, the miraculous
0: Investigation for the PAL region.
1: Okay. Interesting.
0: There's also a game for the WonderSwan?
1: What in the goddamn is that?
0: Handheld game console from Japan.
1: Okay. It's like, I- what?
0: Yeah, we wouldn't know about this.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. God, it's been years since I've heard
0: anyone even mention the PlayStation Portable. Good <laughs> lord. I had one. Mostly because I couldn't get that many games for it. I used it to go on Tumblr because my parents won't let me use the computer because I used it too much. Oh my god.
1: I didn't know it had internet capability.
0: Oh, it did.
1: I only used it to play, like, the three games I inherited with (laughs) with it and watch the janky copy of, like, The Matrix I also inherited (laughs) with it where the audio cut out halfway through. (laughs) <laughs> so also i never used it i I had a ds
0: and i had a game
1: boy <laughs>
0: <laughs> i had a dreamcast and i had a wii and i had a psp oh man and a ds a ds Lite.
1: i had the old school ds like where it was like a brick <laughs> woof i still have my 3ds somewhere i've been meaning to break it out to play
0: Um, there are also audio CDs, four live-action drama specials, and a TV series. There are novels, trading card games, a themed cafe, and an upcoming, or it might be out, an escape game. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. That's fun. Detective Conan is, like, an institution in Japan. Like, it's huge.
1: Yeah, clearly. So...
0: Yeah, in terms of reception, um, at least in Japan, Conan was used as part of a crime awareness program for children in 2006. Oh. So I think part of that is like, Shinichi is 16, but he is in the body of a child. And also, he, because he has to go to, I guess, first grade again, he ends up being friends with this group of kids.
1: They make him go through school again? Oh no! That's the worst part of this! That sounds terrible!
0: Let me look up the names of these kids. He makes friends with these three kids, and they pretty much follow him on a case one day, and then decide that they're gonna call themselves the detective boys. Oh my god, I love them. (laughs) Oh no! It's funny you say that, because when- when they first showed up in the anime, they really annoyed me because they're kind of annoying children.
1: I mean, valid. <laughs> I like the concept of them. This is to say I've never seen a single episode of Detective Conan. I like the concept.
0: <laughs> they grew on me. They're very cute. Oh, did I call him Professor Hakase? Probably? His name is Professor Agasa. It's Agasa Hakase because Hakase okay. is... Uh, yeah. Cool. Can't go back and fix that now, but... Eh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the members of the Detective Boys, or Shonen Tante-dan, are Edogawa Conan, who's the leader. Ai Haibara, who is another character who was also poisoned and was turned into a child. Oh! Okay. <laughs> yeah, this happened, I think... Three times, but the third time, um, I can't remember if it was confirmed in the anime or not, but it's, like, heavily implied that it happened to a third person.
1: Yo, what the hell? Why haven't they cracked down on these de-aging poison mafia? What? Um,
0: well, they're a secret organization, okay. so... Of course. Haiba was working with them. Okay, question. Was he... Was, Was he an
1: adult? Or was he another, like, teenager? She was 19.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And then... uh, Mitsuhiko Tsuburaya, who's one of, like, the actual children. Ayumi Yoshida, who's the other girl in the group. Mm -hmm. And Genta Kojima. Ayumi is kind of, like, the girl smurf. Um, (laughs) So she's, like... (sighs) She's the girl that Mitsuhiko and Genta have crushes on. And then Ayumi has a crush on Conan, which is weird. But she also doesn't <laughs> know that he's 16. I mean, yeah. But the writers do, and they did the but anyway. Oh, um,
1: uh, but-
0: no! <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like one of those like innocent, cute things where she just like really likes Conan. And it's not like... They haven't really brought it up much in later episodes.
1: Okay, good.
0: Yeah, Ayumi is kind of like the girl that they all want to protect. I don't know how I feel about it, but...
1: Mm, okay, gender roles.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Detective Conan kind of has that element of um, like having these child characters that children can relate to. Because mm-hmm. they come with Conan and help him solve crimes sometimes. They have like little radios that they can call each other on. It's very cute. Oh
1: my goodness. I love it.
0: The Shinichi tries to keep him out of trouble, but sometimes they'll just like go find crimes on their own. Uh mangaka Ayama is celebrated in his hometown of Hokue with a museum dedicated to his work and statues of the main characters. Oh <laughs> There's also a Detective Conan themed airport and train station in his hometown. Oh. So <laughs> they they went big.
1: Dude. That's awesome. <laughs>
0: And like I mentioned in the big three episode, the show still has consistently high ratings in Japan. It came in fourth in TV Asahi's 2021 manga poll behind One Piece, Demon Slayer, and Slam Dunk. Wow. Like, to come in fourth since serializing in 1994 and to come in fourth? Mm-hmm. It's also funny to me that One Piece is, like, consistently hugely popular despite yeah. being on forever.
1: Yeah, and not, from what I know, getting... Much, if any, like, tie-in branding, like, themed cafes or anything?
0: Oh, I'm sure in Japan it's a lot more intense.
1: Yeah. Because
0: it's like, like, every ranking list I look at, One Piece is at the top. Wow. But, yeah, One Piece, I think, is also... I feel like we should probably have given it uh, a better shake in that episode. I stand by what I said. Um... Another interesting thing that this article I looked at mentioned is that Detective Conan began during Japan's lost decade. So the lost decade is a period of steep economic decline after the 80s tech boom. So in the 80s Japan was like pumping out tech like nobody else was. Yeah. It freaked out the Western world so much that we elected Reagan and Margaret Thatcher in the UK. So <sighs> this is this is a Reagan hate podcast. Listen.
1: Listen, I'll tell you right now. If you like or respect any presidents of America, this is not the podcast for you. Because I can and will piss on Regan's grave one day, and that's a threat. It's a gender-neutral bathroom, and I plan to make good on. I plan to make good on that one day. It's what he deserves.
0: <laughs> but yeah, the last decade was a period of steep economic decline. During the 90s, Japan's economy still has never reached 80s level, especially after the 08 crisis, the 2011 tsunami and nuclear disaster, and now the COVID-19 pandemic. It's being referred to as the lost 30 years because it's like a series of decades where all of these disasters have happened that have severely impacted Japan's economy. So the argument in this article is that Detective Conan was a series that people could use to escape from the drudgery of real life. It's an idealized version of Japan where the cops are actually competent. The bad guy is always caught at the end of every episode. And it's not overly progressive, which I think is interesting. Like, even from a Japanese standpoint, like, putting aside any, like, Western proje- projections, it has done a little better with, like, female characters, for example, but it doesn't necessarily try to push an agenda other than, like, follow the law, basically. Mm-hmm. But... As an escape for people, it's a very consistent, familiar presence in Japanese culture. Yeah. And has remained so for, I think it's, it's tw- the 25th year this year?
1: It would be of the anime, because we're turning 26. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, at the end of my life.
1: Oh, in, in my twilight days, <laughs> before I go off to the farm. <laughs>
0: The Detective Conan is also one of the first shows to use J-pop in its opening. Really? Yes. So, anime music used to be, like, a whole other genre, um, separate mm-hmm. from J-pop. And we'll have to do, like, a, a series of episodes about anime music and J-pop and anime at some point, because...
1: Yeah, we, re- we really, really do.
0: Yes. Anime themes are just... It's like a lost art in Western media, because... Especially with adult-oriented shows, there just aren't really theme songs anymore because they assume people will just skip them anyway. Yeah. But Japan still goes hard with a minute and a half opening, and mm. I love it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anime music and J-pop used to be separate genres until the mid-90s, which is when mm. Detective Conan started airing, and more mm. anime during that time period started using J-pop as opening and ending themes. And now it's at yes. the point where a lot of artists will use it as promo. So if you get a song in an anime, especially a popular one, you're guaranteed a top spot in the charts, pretty much. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's like, it's how you become like, like a household name, basically. It's like one of the ways, if you're in a majorly popular anime, people will know who you are because your song was in, especially like a show like Detective Conan that has like themed cafes and stuff. Like,
1: yeah. And the opportunity for, for multiple openings with how long it's been running
0: Mm-hmm. And there are some good ones in there.
1: I love, I love, love, love anime opening and endings. God.
0: Yeah. As far as, I guess, cultural legacy and impact in the rest of the world, it's still pretty popular in China. I couldn't really find much on anything outside of that, because all I could find is, like, the manga being serialized and then eventually dropped overseas. Mm-hmm. So, not too good, it seems. Yeah, if anything, it's probably, like, there are fans that deliberately follow it, but it's not, like, an institution like it is in Japan. Yeah, In the U.S., it's probably more familiar to anime fans and maybe some non-anime fans as Case Closed.
1: Yeah, I definitely immediately recognized Case Closed. And Mm -hmm. honestly, literally forgot that they were the same thing. Like, I just (laughs) thought Case Closed was another child detective anime, like, <laughs> o- honestly.
0: Another thought I had is that the sheer number of episodes might be a deterrent, but also... But One Piece! <laughs> yeah, like, One Piece is only maybe, like, 50 episodes behind of Conan, and I think it's because there wasn't a lapse in the dub. All of those yeah. episodes have been licensed, subbed, dubbed. The manga has been consistently published and translated to English over the years, And I think the fact that the dub got dropped is why Detective Conan or Case Closed isn't as popular as it could be. Yeah. So now an hour and a half in, we're going to get into criticism.
1: (laughs) Woo! My favorite part.
0: (laughs) So I tried to be as... People complain about Western fans trying to project Western politics onto Japanese media, which is entirely true.
1: That's valid. We do.
0: <laughs> yes. And I'm not going to pretend that my own western bias is not going to color these criticisms. Valid. But specifically I've been following more like Japanese activists on Twitter and seeing what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So like I'm not going to pretend I'm an authority on like Japanese politics.
1: Oh, we- please do not ever think we are. <laughs>
0: One of my major criticisms of Detective Conan is how women are treated in it. Because even from Japanese women in Japan and Japanese feminists, there is a huge problem with sexism in Japan. It was only recently that female employees who worked in offices weren't required to wear high heels in the office. It was a requirement to wear heels. There's also an expectation that you stop working once you get pregnant or get married.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And you become a housewife. I know that Yeah, much.
0: There was also recent controversy about a policy in a school that allowed teachers to, like, inspect female students um, in their gym uniforms. It was very, extremely controversial, even over there. But, like, the fact that that was even an issue, Ooh. I think, speaks to a huge problem with women's rights in Japan. Not even getting into trans rights. There's also a recent story of a trans man who tried to report his assault to the police and just wasn't, like, they just wouldn't take his statement. Cool! (laughs) Yeah. So, like, I think one thing is that, on one hand, there are people who try to project Western politics onto Japan, which is a huge problem. You can't do that. It's a different culture. Yeah. But also, I think there are people who think that, like, There aren't social justice issues, as if trans queer people don't exist in Japan, as if women don't have issues.
1: As if POC don't exist in Japan. Non-Japanese POC.
0: Yes, as if there isn't a huge problem with non-Japanese POC who are born there and have issues being recognized as citizens. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's definitely some nuance required there, but I think it's naive and ignorant to believe that Japan doesn't have its own political issues that should be addressed.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, if any of those activists... I would love to literally have anyone on who knows more about any of this than we do. But literally, I would love to get a guest on who has Mm -hmm. any sort of capacity to actually speak from that from a Japanese perspective.
0: Mm -hmm. So yeah, some things I picked up from watching the show... Ron does subvert some expectations. Um, Mm -hmm. She's nationally acclaimed in karate, so she's not a helpless damsel. Okay. But she's also kind of, she kind of has to be perfect because she is the main character's love and trust. She's Shinichi's now girlfriend, but her life kind of revolves around the men in her life. Mm Mm-hmm. So, her father, Kogoro, is, like, a grown-ass man, but she's the one who cleans the house and cooks his meals. If she doesn't cook, he doesn't eat. Like, he'll go out, he doesn't cook.
1: I mean, from, like, housewife culture in Japan, that- that- what I know of, like, that tracks.
0: Yeah like she kind of has to be like the perfect housewife and she can't complain even when Shinichi essentially leaves her on red when like to be fair he's he has to pretend to be dead but also like she puts up with so much like Shinichi can't tell her what's going on but she's kind of like not allowed to complain about any of this and i feel like it would be entirely valid if she was like fuck you man you need to tell me something or we're done but she never does that and i think like Because she has to be this perfect, idealized girl, she can't really do that. Damn. But that's also just my perspective. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: By contrast, her friend Sonoko is this loud, unapologetic flirt. She's, like, loud and annoying and rich, but, like... Oh, boy. (laughs) But, like, she's a very fun character, and my perspective is that she's allowed to be this way because she's not the main character. Like, she doesn't have the pressure to be... This idealized Japanese woman. She's not the role model Mm -hmm. of the show. Yeah. And I just think it's interesting that, like, other women in the series have eventually been able to be flawed, complicated characters, and Ron hasn't. Not to say that she's a bad character, because I really like her as a character, but I just think it's interesting that she kind of has to symbolize and be this role model of a perfect Japanese girl.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. She's not allowed to have imperfections like the other side characters are.
0: Yeah. There's also a newer character, Masumi Sera, who appears in episode 646. She's interesting. She is also a fighter, like Ron. And she also kind of has some detective skills. But I think it's interesting that she's, like, not on the same level as Shinichi. But it's not that Mm -hmm. there are other characters who aren't as smart or as shrewd as him. Like, another character who's kind of, like, Shinichi's counterpart from Kyoto is Haturi and he and Shinichi are on the same level in terms of being able to solve even the most confusing, weird crimes. Mm-hmm. But Sera, despite being incredibly smart and talented, is never allowed to be that smart. She's very well liked, at least according to reader polls, but I just think it's interesting that she's... Like, there are at least... There's Hattori Heiji, and there's another character, Kaito Kid, who is this guy who shows up to steal stuff from rich people. So, my favorite character. (laughs) But, like, he also is, like, another character who is on Shinichi and Hattori's level, but there's no, like, female counterpart, which I think is interesting. And it might just be me projecting, but I just think it's interesting.
1: I mean... In this case, I don't feel like it's projecting because it is written by a man, correct? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like that's just, that unfortunately tends to be a thing regardless of culture. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that you can have well-done female characters, but, like, the focus still isn't on them or their story. Mm Mm-hmm. Even if they are, like, technically, like, a secondary or tertiary main character.
0: Mm -hmm. Like,
1: it's still never truly about them, I feel. And I feel like that's something that transcends culture a little bit in media, more than anything.
0: And then they'll, like, occasionally say stuff like, the culprit for this case can't be a woman because women don't have the strength to do such and such. I'm just kind of like...
1: Mm, okay, okay. Cool. that's a little dated.
0: <laughs> I, I was willing to give it kind of a pass in older episodes, but, like, there was one recently, like, last year or this year recently, where that was a plot point. Cool.
1: Okay, <laughs> do you not realize that female bodybuilders exist?
0: But, like, they're so rare and men are just naturally strong, so... <laughs> like, as someone who is raised female, there is no greater strength, like, the amount of times I've lifted things out of spite, because they'll just look yeah. past me and be like, I need a man to lift this, so I'm like, my whole, like, 5'8 self appears from the ground and it's just like, hold the fuck up.
1: Have you seen that meme where it's like, teacher in elementary school, okay, we need all the boys to carry these chairs because they're heavy, me, a tiny. Ten-year-old girl <laughs> holding eight chairs
0: on each arm because fuck you. That was me I've and seen- you. <laughs> no, it's funny because I've also seen that beam, but it's like me before I realized I was trans doing that, <laughs> or like yeah. me as a trans boy before I realized I was a trans boy. Oof,
1: yeah, which is very God. funny. Truly. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, eventually we're gonna do, like, a whole episode on gender, um, because there are interesting depictions of trans characters in Japanese media. Yes! <laughs> Another point I have of criticism is that it's a family show in Japan, so it doesn't really push boundaries.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Over its 25 years of airing, most characters are Japanese. There's maybe, like, you can pretty much play Where's Waldo with, like, black characters, Oof, can I count
1: them on one hand?
0: Yes. Um, Ooh, okay. I can't remember. Like, sometimes there are foreigners, like white foreigners, uh, who speak <laughs> Japanese badly.
1: Uh, well, you know what? I can't get mad at that stereotype, because legitimately it's true 90% of the time.
0: It's, it's just funny to me how they portray non-Japanese characters who speak Japanese, because they always speak Japanese in a way that, like, non-Japanese speakers don't. Like, I have heard mangle Japanese, yeah. and it doesn't sound like that to me. But it might yeah. also just be that, like, <laughs> I have been on the at the side of the person attempting Japanese.
1: Yeah. God, you know what that reminds me of? <laughs> have you seen that interview where the the journalist got actual... uh
0: Oh, actual Yakuza to play Yakuza?
1: Yeah! yeah. <laughs> and they go... There's so many fucking gaijin. Hey, you can't say that. It's not polite. Sorry. So many gaijin. Like, please, please, please make fun of us. Please, please mock America. It's coming from an American. It's very well deserved. And you will not hurt my, you will, you will not hurt my feelings. Um... God, I love that interview so much, but, like, that's what that makes me think of, is, like, it's a fucking gaijin.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it's just interesting to me that, like, no one on Detective Conan is ever overtly, canonically queer or trans. Um, There are no Mm -hmm. disabled characters. Granted, this is a Japanese show, so I'm not exactly, like, demanding representation here, especially not, like, a Western version of representation, but... yeah. Japan isn't a monolith, monolith anymore. A lot of places are not monoliths anymore across the world. Yeah. And I just think it's interesting that a show as massive as Detective Conan doesn't really reflect that often, if ever. Mm-hmm. Because even, like, in the U.S., there was an attempt in the 90s to include, you know, the black kid who plays basketball. Oh,
1: boy. <laughs> I mean, they're still, not even in the 90s, they're still, you know... The attempt to include the sassy, ambiguously brown friend.
0: <laughs> and like, again, like there's definitely stuff that I'm missing because I obviously do not live in Japan and do not have yeah. experience living there in the socio-political landscape there. But I just think it's curious that yeah so often it's kind of like there isn't a lot of, I guess, deviation there.
1: I mean, but to be fair, I feel like like you can have an opinion on it because you were a black person who lived in Ireland. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, obviously, the two cultures are very different. However, I don't feel like the POC experience between the two is probably very different in mm-hmm. the long run. Especially for darker-skinned
0: people. Yeah, a lot of people used to assume I couldn't speak English. So, oh, of course! Yeah. So it was always fun when I, like, when i start talking and I'd have, like, a, a kind of Irish accent, and they'd legitimately, like, kind of pause whenever I started talking. God. Yeah, being a personal color majority white spaces, but also if you're, like, the only black person in a space that's mostly one race, it's very... It's, like, a weird space to be in. Because not only are you representing your race, but I feel like... There are places that don't have as much experience with POC, and so have Mm -hmm. much more ingrained stereotypes. My vibe living in Ireland is that people were racist, but not in the same malicious way that people are racist in the US. I think people are more aware of what it means to be racist here, even though they will frequently deny it.
1: Yeah, like, they definitely have the... Cognitive dissonance of being colonized, displaced, Mm -hmm. and immigrating to America. However, they are missing the context of being kept as literal cattle? Chattel? Like, Mm -hmm. Like slaves versus indentured servitude. That's very much not the same thing. And anyone who stayed in Ireland and also, like, didn't grow up with the the indentured servitude thing, they're not going to be, like, maliciously racist against black people. They're going to be maliciously racist against Romanis. (laughs) Like, the racism in Europe is different because it's, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, they're going to be racist to brown people, but 99.9% of the time, they're going to be racist to other white people because you're the wrong kind of, like, And again, not all white people in Europe count as what Americans call white people. I'm just using very easily accessible language here. Mm -hmm. But like, in Europe, you're the wrong kind of white. You're Polish. You're Romani. You're Roma. Like
0: Oh, the like, the just casual racism towards Romani people in Ireland is like, (sighs) Mind-boggling. <sighs> um, my other less serious crit or uh, notes are: this is kind of funny, but there's I couldn't find it, but I'm like 99% sure that it happened. But there is an episode mm. where it's either a major plot point or it's like mentioned in while well, telling like the background story of a a situation that um develops into a case, but it's like. These rich people were having a party one night and someone brought weed and they smoked the weed and they got (laughs) violent. I remember watching that episode and being like, oh no. Y'all were not invited when they brought out the bong, were you? Y'all have never smoked weed.
1: I love that. My God.
0: Oh, and then another criticism is once you figure out the formula, it's pretty easy to figure out what's going to happen next Um, in each episode. There are always three suspects. The case mm-hmm. is usually solved at the... It, it's pretty much always solved at the halfway point, whether it's, like, a two-part or just a single episode. Yeah. It kind of feels like they've done every case imaginable at this point, so there are some duds, but, like... With so many episodes, I don't really expect every episode to be. To be a good one? Yes. <laughs> one of my least favorite ones recently was one involving two brothers who sing a cappella for some reason and an armadillo. Me describing it makes as much sense as it does in the episode. I don't know how other people felt about it, but I cool. was not a fan. <laughs> Still watched it though, because while I'm in the trash, I might as well
1: get comfy. Make yourself comfy.
0: oh yeah and as i said earlier i kind of low-key don't like the detective voice but
1: i mean kid characters are usually never done well like actual kid characters not not a teenager in the body of a 10 year old (laughs) but like actual child characters are always a toss-up if they're if they're done well or not and usually unfortunately they are not And that goes for all media. I'm not just talking about anime. That goes for all media.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's a bad sign when, like, kid characters show up and you're like, God, I hope this is, like, a fluke for just this episode and they don't show up again. Which is how I felt about the detective boys. They've kind of grown on me. There was a recent episode that was actually pretty good where the kids end up at, like, a nursing home for these very rich women who, like, take Mm -hmm. a liking to the kids and, like, want them to visit. So they, like, each take a kid to, like, hang out with for the day. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's funny because, like, (laughs) these, they, like, don't really want to be there, but they can't really say no because they don't want to be mean.
1: (laughs) Good. You deserve it, then, for being annoying, children. (laughs) This is your punishment.
0: They're not annoying on purpose. It's just that they're annoying because they're kids, and kids can kind of be a lot. Listen, I babysit. Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, anyone who cannot admit that, like, yes, sometimes kids can be a little much is absolutely (laughs) lying to themselves and to you. Um, And has never maybe met a real child in their entire lives. I'm not
0: sure. Yeah, so... If you're interested in watching Detective Conan, but also do not want to watch a thousand episodes... oh yeah. Where can I check it out? Well... Uh-oh. Uh... <laughs> you're gonna have to... Uh, so the first, I think, 43 or so episodes are on Crunchyroll. And then, from episode, like, 754 is on Crunchyroll. For the middle part, there are fan mm-hmm. subs. So... Every episode has a fan sub at this point. Some just very, very severely in quality. So you might have to put up with some Mole Sauce Google Translate subtitles.
1: Who? Oh boy.
0: But also, you do not have to watch every single episode. There are episode guides. I would go through it, but I think. One guide that I liked included 403 episodes. So I'm yeah, not- you
1: don't need a list. You <laughs> could just put the web. You could just put yeah. the guide link in the description. You don't need
0: to read off 400 episodes. I'm going to put the link in the show notes in case you want to check it out. But uh, it's pretty much a guide of like episodes that have especially good cases, episodes that introduce important characters, and ones that forward the plot. So that's a good guide if you want to get kind of like the meat of the show. If you want to go back and watch episodes you skipped over or missed or whatever, you can definitely do that. But it's also not the kind of show where you have to watch every single episode.
1: Which is good because there's a thousand and one of them.
0: Yeah, unless you have lost your mind at some point like me and apparently want to watch all of those, um, you're perfectly welcome to do that. But uh, you don't have to. But I think it's definitely worth watching. Especially, apparently the dub is very good. I didn't get mm-hmm. the chance to check it out. I, I never checked it out partially because I'm unfortunately a sub snob. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I used to be, but... Yeah, no, it's funny because I'm watching the Sailor Moon dub now. And I don't hate it. Yeah, but listen, you're
1: watching the good one.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, you're watching the
1: Viz one, which mm-hmm. is Good. I grew up on the DIC one, which was not
0: good. Which cut chunks of the show out, yeah.
1: Who? N- yeah, nostalgic, but I wouldn't call it
0: good. <laughs> it's also a show that, surprisingly, even after a thousand episodes, I don't f- wish I could get those hours back, which is more than I can say for some shows that I've watched. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I know we've been recording way longer than we ever had before because we kept going on several tangents this episode that I'm sure 99% of them will be cut from the episode. I'm so sorry. Stay tuned for when we eventually maybe have a Patreon and release, like, the Cutting Room Floor episode, which is just all of the cut content of us literally ranting about several different things for 20 minutes.
0: Oh, God. Um... (laughs) Uh, Maybe this will be, like, the two-hour special. Oh, God, don't listen to two hours of this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not yet. At least wait for us to get better. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Um, But uh, even though we've talked for way longer than normal, what are you or what have you? What are you watching this week?
0: Oh, God. Um... By the time this episode comes out, I think XR will be over, but I have watched ten Thank episodes.
1: Thank God we'll be free of the curse. Oh god, it's so bad. Ten episodes? Yeah. You've watched ten episodes? Why? Why are you looking away from me? Answer my question. This is the <laughs> same person
0: who watched a thousand episodes of the same show. Yeah, but, but- one of them is good. <laughs> I think Why? at this point i just kind of watch and then read the comments afterwards because there are also other clowns watching this show <sighs> yeah i bet oh my <laughs> god
1: how many more episodes are there left i don't know hopefully oh, no. it's like a
0: it's like a one core so there are only like 12 to 13 episodes if it's two core it goes up to like 24 26 episodes i don't no. fucking know what i'm gonna do
1: No. We don't need that many. No one needs that many.
0: (laughs) No one is asking for that many.
1: Absolutely no one is asking for over 12 episodes of this show.
0: (laughs) No one asked for, like, more than one. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. The only thing I'm watching that isn't currently airing is I am on Sailor Moon R. You have blasted through so much faster than
1: me. I'm still halfway through season one. I took a break and like got distracted and forgot
0: about that I was rewatching it. <laughs> to be fair, the only way I don't know like what brainworms I have, but the only way I can concentrate on work is to have something on in the background and it can't be it has to be a very involved podcast or a documentary mm-hmm. or like I have to have something visual, I realized. So I will have Sailor Moon are on, dubbed, because I can't understand Japanese, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's valid. It is great background noise, because it is so formulaic, no matter mm-hmm. what season.
0: Yeah. So. Like, I don't think I could sit down and watch it, but having it on, <laughs> just like...
1: <laughs> in the background, yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, through the first season. Yeah, the first season's rough. At somewhere else.
0: Yeah, also, season two of Sells at Work finished airing just a couple weeks ago so it's not gonna be on netflix for a while if it is
1: that's fine
0: and i think the second season is like the end of the story um because the original manga isn't that long to begin with and the story kind of like cells at work black is intended to be a continuation they're entirely Mm -hmm. different characters and like a different body but that's kind of like the continuation of the cells at work universe i guess okay
1: yeah, I'm definitely gonna check that out after I finish the the first version. But mm-hmm. um, been thinking about doing a rewatch of like Helsing, Black Butler, or, or an High School Host Club, or even Death Note. Honestly, like I've been feeling like the uh, low cost vibes of like watching something that I already know instead of getting into a new thing. Mm-hmm. So I I may do a rewatch of like one of
0: those because they're all short enough. Yeah, I want to wanna, I wanna watch Death Note. There's, like, a point where I get to Death Note where I just kind of stop watching. Um, oh, what
1: point is it? Because I think it's probably the same as mine. <laughs> is it, like, after Elle dies? Because, yeah. <laughs> That's when I don't care anymore.
0: Well, yeah, that especially. But, like, that whole chunk where... Is that when Elle gives up the Death Note? There's, like, whatever... Someone in some company gets the Death Note, and it's the most... Dry, boring shit ever.
1: I don't remember
0: that. Yeah, that's your brain saving you from remembering the driest arc in all of Mm, Death Note.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah, I straight up don't remember that.
0: It, it like, ties into how, whatever his name is, Delete Boy, um, getting the Death Note.
1: Delete Boy?
0: The guy who- Near? No. No. The guy who, like, Ooh. gives his Death Note to, who, like, worships Kira, and every time he writes someone in the Death Note, he says, delete.
1: I- Oh! Okay. Now okay. I remember. That took a second. I don't remember his name.
0: Yeah, neither do I.
1: Oh, but he's, he's got, like, greasy hair. He's got, like, long, greasy hair. He's nasty.
0: Yeah, he's, he's okay, a Okay, I vaguely- He's, he's I the guy who I think him. he kills himself and all the blood goes everywhere, and that's when the subs go WTF. He stabs
1: himself. He stabs himself with a pen or something. Yeah. Like, after he writes in the the death note. Oh, my God. Like, literally everything after the L, like, the proper, like, first arc of the story with L is just, like, (laughs) floating around in my brain completely out of order, apparently.
0: Yeah, no, legit, like, L dies, and then it's just kind of, like, snooze fest until the last episode.
1: Yeah, like, I love mellow and matt but like the arc that they're in is so boring and like pointless and i don't i don't i don't think i ever liked near
0: i don't think anybody did
1: (laughs) i don't think i liked near i liked mellow because he at least had a personality Mm -hmm. and a boyfriend (laughs) so i mean that's not canon but like if you don't think mellow and matt were boyfriends, then I don't know if we watched the same anime. Or read the same manga, because they were clearly had a thing going on.
0: I'm, like, still not over the foot-washing part. That was so
1: weirdly intimate, and I don't... Like... The most,
0: like, homoerotic scene I've ever seen. Like,
1: 10... Like, 12, 13 year old Maddie did not know what to do with that. Visually, (laughs) it... Like, in my brain, I was like, why? Like, logically, now as an adult, I know the comparisons were supposed to be, like, like a reversal of, like, Judas and Jesus or something. Like, it had some religious significance, I guess. Unless the author and the artists are foot fetishists, then whatever. But <laughs> I, I still don't understand why it was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's honestly- even as, like, a light L shipper, or at least used to be, because I couldn't, I couldn't say if I still actively, like, believe in that as a ship, but, like, <sighs> like, that was weird. That was just, that was weird,
0: right? Yeah, no, I feel like I remember watching that scene and expecting something to happen, and it didn't.
1: It would have been, it genuinely would have been less weird if they kissed. Yes. Truly. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> I feel.
0: Um, like I feel like it would have made sense if they did, even though it kind of wouldn't.
1: Oh, it would have made sense. They had chemistry.
0: <laughs> they did. They had
1: chemistry. Let's be real. Oh my god, we've recorded so long. Do you wanna? Do you wanna count us out with with the credits?
0: <laughs> um, our Twitter is uh, Two Eaves in a Trench. You can find us on Instagram at Two Eaves in a Trench Coat. You can email us at leaves in a at gmail.com. Our opening theme is RA by Vitney. And this week I'm gonna play us out with the first opening of Detective Conan, Munega Doki Doki by the Hilos.
1: Cute. And I'm Madison. And I'm Suzanne. And good lord. <laughs> Kiss the homies goodnight, but maybe don't wash the homies' feet, especially if you're secretly each other's antagonistic foil.
0: <laughs> um, thanks so much for listening, especially if it made it this far.
1: Oh God, yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see you next time.